Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I'm your host today as we explore practicing presence, letting go. We can begin applying this immediately as we embark on this personal design assignment of ourselves. Here is an unknown author that came up with seven rules of life. Number one is make peace with your past so it won't screw up the present. What others think of you is none of your business. Three, time heals almost everything. Give it time. Four, don't compare your life to others and don't judge them. You have no idea what their journey is all about. Five, stop thinking too much. It's all right not to know the answers. They will come to you when you least expect it. Six, no one is in charge of your happiness except you. And seven, smile. You don't own all the problems of the world. Do you find yourself easily getting attached to things? It is easy to have a mental and emotional fixation on something we think we want or need that will make us happy. Holding on is likely a habit, and our self-identity can be associated with physical things as well as human drama. We can have an illusion we are in control. In reality, we can only control ourselves Join, you know, today we're doing some exploring of the benefits possible when we take responsibility and let things go. Jack Cornfield said, to let go does not mean to get rid of. To let go means to let be. When we let be with compassion, things come and go on their own. So that was Jack Cornfield's thought. Our relationships with stuff, you know, stuff being all kinds of things, um, starts out early. And the idea that we can own something, possess it, is usually grasped by children, you know, early, uh, early as two. And as they go through their life process of uh, learning and trying out different ideas, um, it also, you know, gains some importance to them as they become uh, working with themselves, playing with friends. Uh, they discover that other kids' toys sometimes are feeling like that's something they want, and um, that's some you know, ownership part of uh, attitude. Um, and some of that too happens where. Um, some kids can feel a violent rage if someone has a toy, um, something they don't have, and uh, they and they experience when someone's taking it away from them. That could be a rage saying, "Hey, wait a minute," and um, that's some of the learning process as a child, looking at. Uh, possessions, if it's their own possession or some kind of an object from another child, how does that get shared? Uh, that's a real um, exploring of uh, learning to share. And usually there's um, a, a, some intense relationship 
at an early age to an attachment such as a blanket or possibly a toy. And that's another one of these situations where um, you know, children uh, become attached at that age. Uh, they're copying somebody or also learning that it feels good to have something that is their own and that they can k- take with them. It ain't, you know, there's different uh, transitional objects. And so when we look at how the child or the children uh, transition, um, it is something where um, they become less attached to certain things if um, the parents are practicing different processes of um, involving, you know, sharing and looking at um, how to uh, detach from things. So it's, some of it is children are doing this, but also parents are practicing and helping in that transition. So um, as we look at the process from adolescence and looking at possessions, um, you know, there are possessions that uh, sometimes feel like an extension of ourselves, and we might become attached to different objects uh, because it gives us an identity. This also, from an adolescent perspective, gives some sense of independence from parents. And as they, um, as adolescents move into adulthood, um, they're going to have some shift and possibly uh, a first car would become a a symbol of their emerging identity. Um, They have different likes and and dislikes from um, person to person, but also this gives some independence. And um, when we look through from the extension of ourselves out into others, and um, if we're feeling confident within ourselves and who we are, it can be easier to let go of some of these belongings and also self-expression as we grow. The... um, process is is really independent you know and each of us have gone through uh, processes as we grow and our behavior is associated with certain parts of of ownership and expectation and independence Um, some of the uh, aspects here too um, as a possession you know it's also giving a signal to somebody else about um, you know showing parts of our identity, possibly we want to reflect on certain uh, types of uh, relation to brands, uh, and we feel like sometimes that helps our identity, gives us courage. Um, So there's attachment issues sometimes when we become overconnected. You know, some specific objects and brands can almost be like a uniform where we're uh, attaching ourselves to other people's social groups too, and, you know, like if we have a certain kind of desire to show, we have a connectedness to something that's considered cool. Um, possibly uh, that gives us a feeling inside of ourselves that we have a higher perspective than others that aren't uh, attached to that or you know showing this possessions. Um, can also convey group membership. And sometimes uh, group membership could be related to different 
uh, types of things. A lot of the sports fans, you know, that can be an area that is very um, easy to attach to because we're also sport oriented. Uh, as we become more and more um, connected or attached to things, they also our belongings uh, accumulate. So as we become more attached in our identities and um, our attachment and belongings accumulate around us, um, our possessions become a higher quantity, which then can also have an issue where we have we run out of space. Um, some of this also uh, is our uh, identity, and we say, oh, these are very um, precious to us. And so when we do this, um, things can, if, if there's a loss or a um, situation of a disaster, it can be very traumatic because um, people are lost because their possessions got lost. So it's interesting how... We have to be careful, too, how these uh, different objects um, line up. And when we look at these, you know, related to situations where we've had um, our homes, you know, if someone's home is their attachment and it gets uh, demolished in a storm or whatever, it, beca- it becomes very personal and becomes very uh, tragic in a lot of ways, too. So it's... Um, but yet, you know, there are times when we actually dispose of things and, um, you know, these can be shifts between uh, movement and transition from a student you know, moving home or moving out uh, to um, the parents and uh, processes where we transition from having a, a small family uh, orientation to small kids. As the kids grow up, our whole orientation shifts. And so we we transition by disposing of different layers as we grow with our families. And as we also, from our own life uh, as parents and looking into the future, as we transition from having kids to letting them go, um, also having um, a lifestyle possibly that we consider downsizing or looking further into simplification. Um, You know, there's um, passage of time just really has a whole part in here too because our um, situation with our elders, a lot of times if they've possessed a lot of possessions, and, you know, they possess possess and hold on to a lot of things because they regard them as special. Um, they're special memories. And so as we help our um, elders transition, um, you know, looking for something that's very special and in memory, uh, they could be cherished. And maybe if we can get those identified down to a smaller quantity, that helps to also give comfort for people as they move um, out of a standard situation into a smaller um, environment, possibly, or into a new environment. Um, it helps to remind them, and it could be only one or two things. I mean, it, this is part of how do we attach and move through some of this um, ownership of possessions? How do we let go of some of this attachment? And some of this can be very um, traumatic. Uh, it depends upon how the person and the uh, process has been handled or how they approach it, too. 
So in looking at this, uh, this topic, it was interesting because letting things go, there's so much freedom too. There's a lot of benefit as we start looking at um, the materialism and how things accumulate and not just accumulate, but we, we hold on to them with some desire to help ourselves to become a different person possibly and then at some point that uh, intention goes away because something else has replaced it so we have a an extension of ourself a lot of times around ourselves where we've got lots of different um, extensions of stuff and it's not all bad it's just more that we have stuff that is possibly too much and as materialism has been a big focus and um, we're looking at you know some of this as an identity crisis in a way um, as we release the stuff and also uh, we're learning to become more uh, within a focus we're learning how to change ourselves and look at uh, growing out of some of this behavior because that's also a distinctive possession of stuff that can hold us back as we're trying to also design our new approach and become more light and oriented um, to be able to have some freedom. A lot of this too is motivation. Um, life is Our life is changing and we basically are changing every day. So as we go through this, um, we're imagining as we look forward, we're looking backwards too about analyzing the stuff, but we're also looking forward and saying um, we know that this has a change effect, and we change. We want to have the the uh, motivation continue so that we're going to move through um, the desires for letting things go and have it so that we aren't hanging on to so much stuff. We're going to be able to start feeling less stuck because when we um, are motivated we're thinking in the words word motivation too is going to start sinking into our minds and our thoughts and we're going to find ourselves um, in an inner interest of moving forward with this uh, some of this too is we are believing that um, you know it's a verb uh, to move or for action and people all around us are different uh, reactors to this. Um, so as we are looking at this topic, it's full of a lot of active words. And, and um, some of the words can feel different um, based upon your experience. And so some of our approach here is to take a higher perspective with this process and say, okay, well, how can I find this not just motivating, but also inspirational? And as we look to inspire ourselves, um, it's experiencing the words that go along with this. So here's you know the word goal. And um, it, uh, the word goal helps us to 
motive, be motivated and inspired. And it's a real powerful self-directing um, process that we have internal goals and we understand our priorities and purpose. We know that this is a powerful word. And as we look at our goals, we're going, hmm, that's very important to us. And those are um, also important to um put together a focus so that on a daily basis you want to be able to look at the word goal and know what this means in your own life. The word new, sometimes something new every day, having that's an expression that um, brings up a lot of feeling and the word new is something of uh, power as well. Um, it sometimes is driving change and signaling that something's coming along that's different, um, and it could be challenging. So, you know, it's something as the word challenge, you know, that can also feel um, like a uh, daily uh, instrument for change. And so we work a lot of these words get together, you know, challenge can feel like we have to go at a, at something and as a certain focus um, for an outside result. The word truth um, pretty much is it's either true or it's not, and so it has a foundational perspective. So when we're thinking in terms of actually from our heart or inside of ourselves, and we're looking at the word truth, truth, you know, basically I feel this. This is strength. This is also helping guide myself. It helps to know that some, some subset within myself is saying this is very important. Um, people are determined. Determination is another powerful, powerful word. And we know that we're determined to be moving forward. And it's more or less like we have a choice and we take the, the choice to move and we start moving, things start moving forward and we're going to be then having um, different episodes happening and connecting to each other as change happens, as uh, we're determined to move forward from step one to step two. But it's also in this process, too, we, we need to give some light or laughter to having um, the experience that we're ending up with, too, because it can feel very powerful to be very focused and moving forward and knowing that uh, things do happen, and some of them you couldn't plan. Um, some of the events that happen, you start meeting other people or doing um some interesting uh, processes through this process and uh, just knowing with another word of perseverance, you're, pers you're uh, basically not feeling uh, hopeless but you and you don't want to feel lost, but you're persevering through the process and knowing that as you stay on this goal and this path, you're going to be moving into the direction where you're wanting to head. Ultimately, you want to have a sense of control over this and over your time and your actions and freedom. It helps liberate your dreams and imagination. And as you're doing this, um, you can feel that lighter sense of laughter and um, less stress possibly. 
some of the goals that we have might cause more stress, but as we release some of this and we feel it more in the lighter mode, that stress release can really help us be motivated and move along on our process. So, um, this is, you know, an area that is part of letting go is this whole new experience and possibly is something that people experience on a daily basis as we process through. We also need to take time as we're going through our day and, and really maybe plan out some of these activities and also the expectation that some of it might be confusing and maybe we will not end up knowing where we're headed. So it becomes an opportunity that um, from a frequency perspective, we want to take time to pause and take a uh, you know, thought process, keep ourselves centered and balanced so that um, as we're moving along in this letting go process, we have a direction and we don't feel like it's, um, it's maybe moment to moment, but we can feel like it is moving in the direction that we want to carry on with. And on the pause note, you know, those that pause is really, really important because then it gives us space to actually feel the process. On that note, we're going to take a quick pause and I'm going to do a D note here and we will be back shortly. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space. We're discussing um, benefits of choice of letting go, practicing presence with letting go. And it's interesting, um, we have faith in a lot of different, faith is a quality. And in choosing how we 
approach this, it's a, it carries a sense of attachment and devotion to different things, and it's kind of a foundational motivator um, as we go along here uh, looking at ways to uh, feel better about letting go. You know, we're, we're looking at a, a lot of the time it takes to um, sometimes make a choice to let go or that um, if we're making a choice to endure something that maybe doesn't feel good, it's, a, it's maybe a, a, a stone in the way of your process. And um, sometimes our lives have to take a look around the stone. And um, what this does is, you know, endurance of process can help build our character. It can help with patience, learning wisdom, and uh, compassion. Um, and some of these are parts of our um personality already but maybe hadn't been really worked with and as we um, take a look at motivation and experience of a focus we're going to see some of our um, situations shifting uh, in outside of ourselves but we're also going to find ourselves that we might have more strength internally than we thought we had and it can be very surprising sometimes um, if you run into a difficult moment in your life, um, difficult from a lot of different avenues, but when you really take that opportunity yourself um, and find the endurance that's within yourself to carry yourself forward, um, it's almost a surprise sometimes. We all... Um, throughout our lives have a variety of different pain and heartache. Um, there can be all kinds of injustice, tragedies, um, and we know that this is always in process somewhere in the world. Um, maybe uh, not exactly where you are located, but it's also very concerning to us. And when we take a look at these different situations, we just have to be careful of how we approach things because we really have a limited amount of control on things outside of ourselves. And um, we still want to keep ourselves uh, in a higher perspective. Um, from a motivational perspective, we want to uh, know that we can uh, take on certain things and help in different ways. Uh, maybe it doesn't have a direct connection to certain situations, but we know that we're trying to help. That can help be a, a positive step forward. Um, some of our um, process here, too, is anticipation. That's another powerful word because it helps to keep ourselves going forward and anticipating if we know a little bit about change, there's going to be something shifting in and out. And you might um, have a glimpse of something down your future process that uh, gives you um, excitement. Um, you might have different things happening that are a series of events that become um, a process of ending up in a, in a different state of mind here. Um, and as you look at this, too, it's, it's really having courage. And um, David Grossman shared a quote, um, courage is just being willing to take one more step. And because we're 
not just motivated, but we're, we're motivated by self, possibly by a, a series of events. Uh, we take one more step. That's as we go and we observe what's going on. And that's where pausing in between some of these steps is so powerful, too, because we have an opportunity to have a higher perspective and take a look around. Um, the uh, word hope, it's not just a feeling. And we know that sometimes this can be helpful from a, a perspective of um, a focal point of motivation. We want to have hope. And it's um, sometimes hope, you know, the moments of hope are just just enough. Um, again, hope help, helps with a feeling and it will help give you a sense of strength. And sometimes um, part of this all rolls back to the time and the focus. And so time itself um, is every day, everybody has the same amount of time, but it's really um, taking a look at each day, having it as a um, piece of art. You know, it's an art to work your day and the patterns within the day and designing it so that you're improving your motivation and you're feeling good about your choices um, as you go through simplicity and you find more peace as your focus narrows, um, your energy increases and your attention to details and tasks um, are going to be helpful because they help, you know, basically move you step by step as you go forward. And those can also accelerate as you go. The foundation of love Life is love, and there's really no way to create um, a life without love. There's no motivation, no reason to move or change uh, without love. So, foundation of motivation is love. And as we look at all of this, um, the um, thinking part of our brain is where life really happens, and this is like a certain space, we, we get spaced out sometimes, but our brains are very um, determined to have meaning. And so we, we try to work in a combination of our values and our priorities, purpose, and really having motivation is a decision. So you want to have the flexibility in yourself to know that you can control, you know, from your choices, um, where do you want to go? And part of this is the attention that you give to certain things. And as you focus your intention and your your focused intention on a task or a project or a goal, you're really swept up into um, that moment and that focus. Um, and sometimes we get so swept up that we don't really need motivation. We're just experiencing the whole flow. And that's when we're in the flow. And that can sometimes like sweep us forward just very quickly. Um, we can feel in awe of the moments that we're realizing and how we feel inside. So uh, sometimes we are so swept up in the moment that um, it's just, oh my gosh, you know, it's just all outside of ourselves is contagious. We're excited and we're um, thriving and we're just um, not just in the moment, but uh, we're just in motion. And that helps to keep ourselves letting go of other things that don't quite fit into the feeling. 
So as we go along through this process, um, we know that negativity can also be a part of this experience because it's all around us. And um, we can let go of negativity if we choose to be present. And we are observing and saying, well, that just doesn't feel very good. That is the choice to say that, in your opinion, this is not helping um, your situation or your emotions are just going, well, this just is not where I want to be. As we take responsibility for our uh, emotions and know that we make a choice and that we're genuinely working on it, um, negative emotions and things we can let go. It's okay to take time to let go um, as we are trying to be more independently focused within ourselves. We're, we're not wanting to take on other people's uh, challenges. Um, their realities are not our reality. So it's also celebrating your individuality as you make choices to let go for things that don't quite feel right. We want to not be, um, you know, in a negative sense, codependent, trying to fix other people or situations. Um, It's hard to try to fix somebody, and their emotions go up and down, yours go up and down in relation to it, so it's hard to have a balancing effect. And um, what we want to do is let go of that um, anticipation and know that, Things do balance out, but not trying to um, beat ourselves up in a sense that uh, we can't do something or it doesn't feel quite right. Um, If you're beating yourself up on something, it feels, you can feel it, and it doesn't feel energizing. So you want to let that go um, in the sense that we just know that um, situations from the past, a lot of times people are bringing along a lot of garbage with them and they may not realize some of it. Uh, maybe they just are so used to surrounding themselves with the garbage or possibly passing on the garbage discussions or you know different um, dramas or expressions. And as you become more aware and, and within yourself present, you're going to be seeing that and feeling it, and it doesn't feel that great either. So you want to be able to let that go or let go of the attachment and um, let the person know or people know or family, friends, whatever. Um, that just doesn't feel like that's how you're wanting to operate. So sometimes bad feelings or negative feelings have a lingering effect, and when you... Um, say things and feel things, sometimes they'll uh, not quite uh, get clearer as you're trying to express them. So when you're um, taking time to become um, centered and focused um, and you're in more of a present mode, you can also start journaling the the notes to yourself of certain things that um, you don't want to have to deal with. Um, And when you journal, sometimes that helps to let things go. You're able to journal it out of yourself into a piece of paper through yourself and um, and basically step out of that, that emotion and say, okay, well, then I let that go. Um, 
as you're thinking and you're processing different thoughts and processes, maybe if you're not feeling totally connected to them, uh, they can also float through you and create other negative things that go on. And what what we want to do is just say, no, thank you. Uh, As you become more aware of the streaming of your thoughts um, and you're, you're waiting for the feelings to move along with it, you just have to be really careful and guard your mind against these thoughts. And, and as we start doing this and becoming um, practiced within new patterns, you're going to notice these feelings because they don't stand up and go, I'm really excited on this. You want to let it go. And um, as we do this, we're also searching for ways that um, we can help ourselves, that we, we are... Um, changing our patterns and our habits and as we change they're going to be easier and easier and easier and so it helps to create um, celebration around certain events and and changes that you've been really focused on because then it helps to uplift yourself Um, you can do different things around your environments and you know that um, the stuff collects and as you release the stuff if it's physical mental Whatever you're going to have a higher focused feeling too, and and you're you're going to feel more calm inside yourself um, when you're also in this higher uh, thinking part. Uh, keeping a gratitude journal um, could be a daily writing of just a couple of things that you're very um, grateful for um, in your process during your day if you um, take a moment to just say thank you and have that positive um, relationship to the things that you feel good about um, and different things that you've you've overcome uh, knowing that uh, you can do this is is a huge step into a a more positive process Um, you actually can remove things from your your life that are negative once you really um, get out of the ownership process you know forgive yourself Um, you've had different things happening and uh, forgiving is a real uh, or past judgments that you've had on yourself or others um, and our little opportunities to beat ourselves up because we're usually the worst um, person to uh, look at ourselves in that attitude we want to step back and say hey you know I'm forgiving of myself and that um, I'm going to just let things go and sometimes um, it's sometimes it's difficult to let uh, let go of things um, that we don't control but a lot of this is we want to just hang on to things that we want to take with us going forward um, and know that we can make that choice. So it's really, uh, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to not be stuck and we want to keep ourselves growing and looking outside of ourselves. What does it feel like? How does it feel good for ourselves? How do we learn in this process? So um, it's really understanding some of this sounds like it's very rudimentary but we if we don't take the time to really ask ourselves the questions um, possibly we never really take the time to really do it and when we take time to really understand and then we also unhook ourselves and let the attachments go 
you know, attachments are mental and emotional fixations. And we can get attached to people, views, material possessions, and we attach them because we're afraid to lose them. If we aren't looking for to lose them, or if we know that we're going to be uh, finding other things to replace them, possibly that makes it easier. But when we're fixated on certain things or people, um, you know, our society teaches that if we achieve or acquire things, this helps to make us more happy. But if we get more focused on the real reasons that we're happy or, or finding happiness is not related to stuff, um, we let go of stuff and emotions um, and happiness starts building in a different kind of a growth pattern. Um, we're going to find it easier to be less fixated on things that really don't make us feel happy. And um, because we've been trained this way from way back and we, we see this in our our um, outside expressions and people and music and art films, um, we can get to a point where we aren't really sure um, if we let things go, what does that really mean? We might have a sense of fear about it because we're letting, we're, we're acting on a habit that um, is seems in an expression out here and with other people to be a bit odd, but our behavior is really ingrained in us from a long-term um, process of looking at things, and we have to shake it up a bit. And sometimes our self-identity is associated with things that um, aren't really, you know, where we become addicted. Um, we can be addicted to drama that we don't have any control over. And yet we feel like, you know, our positive emotions and things like that feel like they're um, out of control in a different direction. So we, we just have to be careful of the illusion that we have around attachments and how we have a different illusion about control about material things or circumstances. And as we take time to pause and think about the positioning of this within ourselves and outside of ourselves and where things really are, we're going to find it um, easier and easier to say, no, thank you. So on, the, on a pause note, we're going to take a quick pause and we will be right back. Here's our D note here on our pause. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. 
Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space, and we're uh, discussing the practicing presence letting go. And some of this um, is an illusion um, as we have had attachment to things. Um, it's really an illusion, an illusion of control. And when we, when we take a look at the stuff, you know, material things or circumstances, and we say, oh, well, this is going to be getting us to feel more happy, um, we might feel manipulated in a way by others, um, you know, that have judgments and have different ways of relating to things. And uh, having um, also people around us um, who are also attached to different things, it has it comes back to um, a pathway to, of security, too, that we look at from a security process, our happiness, and our self-esteem. And so, some of the areas that we talk about as a, an attachment has, a, has to, if it's materials, it's that internal desire to own something. It's a desire for experiencing something. And also to feel secure with the choices of something that has a tangible feeling to it. So, how do we shift this? How do we make a change? We start really by by looking for non-material um, things that we can replace, and we can basically replace a lot of this as we take a look at um, shifting our perspective too, so that. We're looking at shifting away from detaching our focus and our all of our system um, is a mental process that we say um, we detach and we say, okay, we're going to start looking at inner system and um, at what's blocking ourselves from our happiness. So when you discover your internal self and your, your opportunity, it's really a treasure and you are a treasure and a gift inside and outside. And as you shift your perspective into that um, that moment-by-moment moment acknowledgement where you feel that you are a treasure, uh, material things will start shifting also. And um, what you gain, there's so much benefit. So you want to look at, you can start looking at it from the perspective that you fall in love, you know, and um, really look at people in a different different way, um, how people truly are. So, some of this is language that is possibly confusing, but um, we look at, at um, misunderstandings and people have different attitudes and language can get in our way. 
But we have opportunities to be able to shift and explain this to and also show this in the way that we react to things. Um, Some of it is letting go of the control and some of it's a perception or perceived control. So we we try to do the best we can, um, but it's also going to find, you're going to find that you gain peace within yourself. And um, when people have peace in themselves, they're going to find it easier to be peaceful and calm, which then attracts, you know, attract um, that to yourself as you are being more peaceful and calm. Um, It's interesting. People show up and situations show up. Um, When you're peaceful, uh, you're going to have it it, um, available to you uh, wherever you go. Uh, You can also learn how uh, other things work in your life that maybe just have felt very complicated uh, and also be surprised. And so you can experience more life surprises. And as you do that, you're going to find it sometimes what what surprises you might be totally um, beautiful and uh, an awe moment that you didn't expect. So as you're more open to these situations, you're going to find these opportunities showing up and they're like little gifts that come along and um, you're basically freeing your mind to be able to not have so much worry and garbage running through on a, a normal basis so that you have the opportunity to have a lot of um, situations open up through that feeling of you might be feeling totally blessed and enjoy of the the moments um, that also is contagious so as you feel more open and alive and curious about what's going on you're going to find your desires changing so your wants are going to be different um, your needs are all pretty basic. We have basic, you know, it's a Maslow hierarchy of needs, but it's more like what we want from this process, too, is that, that feeling of consistent um, benefit of the joy. And as we go through this, you know, we know that our thoughts and our cravings, as the, it's almost like we get contagious within ourselves. We're just really desiring to live this way so that you spend your time along different routes that feel good and that becomes like the candy box you know and, and you're you're hungry for that feeling and once you've tasted the the not just the freedom but the higher feeling of controlling your your situation and it's an attitude shift it becomes a hunger in in the process of wanting to have that more um, around ourselves there's a lot of benefit to letting go, uh, as we've been discussing. And freedom is one of the biggest things. It's uh, freedom and better relationships and more opportunity to continue growing. Thich Nhat Hanh said, letting go gives us freedom, and freedom is the only condition for happiness. So if we have freedom and we learn to let go, um, we're free to, to take on different things. We're going to also have better relationships with ourselves. And we know that we have a continuous flow of love and appreciation for ourselves, which also expands outside of ourselves. It gives ourselves a better opportunity to have relationships that are better with um, 
everything around your world. And we know that we can grow within this process too. So as we look at the um, positioning, we're looking at self-confidence being higher. And when we have higher self-confidence, we're able to pursue things in a, in a more desired approach and have it continuous in the flow. Um, what we often do is, we in the past, we've been blaming others. And what we want to do in this forward-looking process is take that responsibility and say, okay, I am making the decision that um, I'm not blaming anyone. It's I'm going to be taking my responsibility for my happiness. And we are going to take not just the responsibility, but we're saying, okay, I'm not going to wait for something to happen to, that to develop it. It's just we're going to. I'm going to start having happiness on a regular basis. And when we choose to do that, um, we are making an active decision, and that becomes a change process in our life. So we're motivated from the from our heart to make the change in our life. And again, it can become. A situation where you're hungry for certain things and you're saying, okay, I'm hungry for that happiness and I can, I know I can get there by doing certain things. Um, you are trusting yourself as you go here, uh, knowing that as we release the fixations on different things, we're physically letting things go. And we know that um, it's, you know, not just everything's going to disappear. But we're op- there's opportunity for new things to become available to us. And we take life and, and look at it as a series of learning experiences. And we can learn from that so that it becomes a chance to not just learn, but also to share what we're learning so that we're um, able to not express it in a different way, but, but know that um, we'll be able to let go and move on. And as we meditate, we're taking a pause and we're saying, okay, I want to calm myself down and gain clarity. And when we build our inner strength in that process, it's going to be a calm that's all around ourselves. And that gives us all kinds of interesting things to um, be looking forward to. And as we, we look at this, we're looking at you know the opportunity to let go is a positive um, of potential joy, peace, and love that that have been blocked in our in ourselves, and we know that we can also have this as an opening opportunity um, that we can realize. In hindsight, we have missed a lot of moments, but we're on a journey, and in that journey mode, we're knowing that. Um, there is a lot of different things that can happen, and it's fascinating when we take an opportunity to open to this. When I open my eyes, I see love flows freely through me. When I open my ears, I hear floating songs of melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I am enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my full heart, I know I'm made of a lot of parts. And with this mindful sensing, I find the creator is simply in me. And we know that we can create and be in this process. Um, We don't have to do it all at once. Uh, We 
uh, tend to grow a little bit and try it out and move around with it. Um, it's an opportunity to pause, um, be thankful and grat- in full gratitude for the opportunity to be able to do this. And again, pause moments are very precious. And I look forward to pausing with you next time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. joining us this week on mindful space to pause tune in every friday at 2 p.m pacific time and 5 p.m eastern time for another edition featuring your host d lee on the voice america empowerment channel we'll see you next time